Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. I'm so grateful you are joining me this week. So I woke up one morning recently and it dawned on me that my life looked different. In fact, very different than in the past. Over the past few years, I've encountered several life-changing transitions and I'm going to share some of those with you. In 2021, I left my job of 26 years as a teacher, administrator, and ministry leader to become a full-time Catholic life coach. It was a transition that came with much prayer and much discernment. It was exciting and scary all at the same time. Leaving a church and school that I loved was difficult, and it was sad. The direction God was calling me was exciting, but also challenging because there were so many unknowns. As a middle-life mom, I was transitioning into a brand new role as a business owner and life coach. This transition has pushed me out of my comfort zone so many times. Can you relate to a similar situation in your life? I'm sure you can relate. I had always heard how special it was to become a grandmother, but until it actually happened to me, I had no idea the amount of love that I could have for that sweet little girl. So that morning when I had the aha moment about my life looking very different, it happened after a night of icy and snowy weather. So the schools were closing that day. Now, let me just tell you, I loved, loved, loved snow days when I was a teacher. I always considered them as free days, a day where I could do whatever I wanted. And that usually meant cuddling up on the couch with a good book and a glass of iced tea. That morning, though, as I watched the names of the school scroll across the bottom of the TV, I was reminded of snow days in the past. But there was also this realization that my life had evolved, and it looked different than in the past. And honestly, I was sad that snow days are no longer an option. The word transition kept coming to mind. The snow days in the past meant lots of hot chocolate, wet snowy clothes, hungry boys, and lots of commotion in the house. Maybe you can relate to that. Now, even though my life had undergone transitions over the course of a few years, it wasn't until that morning that I actually realized how those transitions had transformed my life. Have you ever had one of those aha moments when things are suddenly apparent and they come together? 
They've been there all along, but you finally see them in a different light. So let's talk about transitions. A transition is a process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. It's a change, an evolution, or a conversion. What comes to mind when you hear the word transition? There are so many transitions that we experience in our lifetime. Some are big ones like turning 16 and starting to drive, or going off to college, getting married, having a baby, losing a loved one, losing a job, or starting a new career. All transitions include leaving what was or what is behind while moving to a new place full of unknowns. Transitions can be scary and full of worry, or they can be embraced with joy and excitement. As you grow and evolve in your life, each phase, each transition prepares you for the next step, the next phase of life. I see this a lot with my clients who are usually midwife women, and they need help embarking on a new phase of life. They have poured their heart and souls into raising their families, and now that their house is empty and quiet, they aren't sure what comes next for them. Their sense of purpose has changed, and they are searching for where they are called to serve or what they are even supposed to do now. Have you ever wondered what your purpose is in their newly found time and energy on their goals and dreams? starting new hobbies, doing something that they haven't had time for in the past, especially like taking the time to lose weight and get healthy. Either way, midlife is a time of transition. Now, there's an old myth about a midlife crisis that men and women tend to face in their 40s and 50s, but research shows that it isn't as common as you think. Only 10 to 15% of people face a midlife crisis. Some reasons they find themselves in a crisis is that they have regrets for a career path they've taken. They might find themselves searching for something more. Or they could be assuming the role of caregiver for parents, adult children, or grandchildren. All of these can cause added stress or a sense of being lost. Transitions can happen gradually, or they can also happen abruptly. There are lots of examples of transitions in the Bible. The first one that comes to mind is Joseph. He went from being a beloved son and shepherd to a slave and a prisoner. As a prisoner, he interpreted dreams and then became the Pharaoh's right hand. Each phase of his life equipped him to embrace the next transition. An abrupt transition happened with Saul. In his attempt to arrest anyone connected with Jesus, a blinding light from heaven stopped him in his tracks, literally. Saul was unable to see. He was taken to Damascus where he encountered Ananias and the laying on of hands. It was in that instance that Saul was able to see clearly. He was baptized and immediately went out to tell others about Jesus, the Messiah. 
This transition happened suddenly and was a complete departure from his former way of living. Finally, consider the transition that the disciples went through as they became followers of Jesus. Peter and James left behind what they knew. They left their boats and nets to become fishermen of men. Levi, the tax collector, who was hated by many, transitioned into a disciple and followed his beloved Christ, and he even was the author of a gospel. These are examples of life transitions as well as transformations of faith. When you face a transition, it gives you an opportunity to take a deep look within and decide how you want to move forward. So how do you know if you are in a time of transition? Here are a few signs that you could look for. You might start to feel restless in your current situation. Your goals and dreams may start to shift. What you've been passionate about in the past might not interest you anymore. You may feel an emptiness or like something is missing in your life. As I transitioned from working at the church and school to coaching full-time, I felt a sense of confusion. I loved my job, but I had this nagging feeling that I was called to do something different. I also felt lots of fear because I didn't know the exact step I needed to take or how it was even going to work out. Some transitions are clear, and you know exactly what comes next. But many times you have to rely on your faith by taking one step at a time. I love this quote by Joseph Campbell. He says, if you can see your path laid out in front of you step by step, you know it's not your path. Your own path you make with every step you take, that's why it's your path. Another reason you may be in a time of transition is that God is persistently trying to get your attention. He's pointing you to a new season or a new opportunity. Wherever you turn, you hear homilies about it. You hear about it in conversations with friends. It comes up in devotionals and songs and spiritual reading. Maybe you open your Bible and there's something pointing to this new season or opportunity. And let's be honest, it might even pop up on your Facebook feed. In psychology, This is called your reticular activation system, or RAS. The RAS is a bundle of nerves at your brainstem that filters out unnecessary information so that only important stuff gets through. So let me explain this. Think about the last time you bought a car. As you began researching and test driving cars, what happened? You began to see that same car all over the road. It passed you on the interstate. It was at the red light in front of you. Everywhere you looked, that car was passing you. Your RAS is the reason that you were seeing the car. Your brain was filtering out all of the other cars and focusing on what was pertinent to your mind, and that was buying a car. The same thing can happen as you are in a life transition. When my son and daughter-in-law shared the good news about having a baby, I immediately began to see babies everywhere. 
at the grocery store, at church, at restaurants, it seemed like there were babies galore. You might be able, looking back, to think of a time that your RAS went into overdrive. Maybe it was a time that God was guiding you in a certain direction. What used to be a crazy dream may now seem like a possibility. And then another way that you could be experiencing a transition is that you're lost in searching for a new identity. Transitions can occur unexpectedly, like the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, or the loss of a relationship. Your life looks different, but you didn't choose or even want to transition into this new phase of your life. My friend Donna suddenly became a widow this past summer. Her husband collapsed in the front yard and was unexpectedly gone. A few months after his death, Donna and I met to talk about her journey and how she could move forward. I remember sitting with her that day, thinking that I was looking grief in the face. She was heartbroken and trying to adjust to life without him. I recently visited Donna again, and although she is still heartbroken and grieving, she is transitioning into a new phase of life. She's figuring out who she is and what she is able to do on her own. It's not always easy, but she is taking baby steps to move forward. She was telling me that she's having a bathroom remodeled, and she was so proud of herself for moving the furniture, rolling up the rugs, to prepare her house for the workers to come in. She was excited about her choices for tile and the paint colors that she had chosen. In our conversation, Donna made the comment that she is stronger and more capable than she ever imagined as she moves through this transition. So now that you know how to recognize that a transition is headed your way, or maybe you are in the middle of one right now, How can you gracefully move from one transition to the next? First, embrace the change. It is so easy to become a creature of habit and to not be able to see life any differently than it currently is. Instead, ask yourself, how could you embrace this transition? And you can do that by searching for the lessons that are within it. You could also look for the blessings and the hand of God as you're going through the process. Part of embracing the transition is recognizing that there will probably be negative emotions that come up. It won't always feel good. But here's what I want you to remember. It doesn't mean anything is wrong. As I was discerning becoming a life coach, I felt so much confusion about why God would call me in that direction, and there was lots of fear and worry about if I would be good enough or if people would need me. This didn't mean anything was wrong with my journey. It just meant my brain was working the way that it was supposed to. It was trying to protect me. Confusion is an icky feeling, and it was alerting me to the importance of this decision. It wasn't a decision to make lightly. The feelings of confusion and fear were coming from the thoughts running through my head. 
I would lie awake at night thinking about possible outcomes and scenarios. You know, what if this happens or what if that happens? You've probably been there before, right? Everything seems bigger and more scary in the middle of the night. I want to stop right here and I want to share a God moment with you. After weeks of praying and thinking about what to do about my job and becoming a life coach, I was sitting in the quiet, dark church praying alone one day about the decision to either stay or leave. And I distinctly heard a voice say, you have to let go of what you are holding on to so that I can place something different in your hands. It was one of those moments that doesn't happen very often for me. I had to look around me to see if there was someone sitting behind me that I didn't hear coming to the church. But it was God, and He was clearly giving me guidance. He was confirming the step that I knew I was supposed to take, the transition that I was supposed to move into. Has there been a time in your life where God has given you clarity on a decision like that? When you feel fear, worry, overwhelm, sadness, or anxiety, I encourage you to pause and give yourself space to breathe. Ask yourself, why do I feel these emotions? Which thoughts or beliefs are creating these feelings? This is the work that I do on a daily basis with my clients. I help them gain an awareness of their thoughts and feelings to see how they're connected and how those thoughts and feelings create the results that they currently have in their life. Once you're able to make these connections, you gain control over your actions and you steer your life in the direction you desire as you move through the transition and as you move through a phase in life. The second way to gracefully move from one transition to the next is to remember that life is not a destination, it's a journey. It's important to choose progress over perfection. We live in a world that tells us things should be quick, easy, and pain-free. But I'm sure, like me, you know that this isn't always the case. Going through a transition usually means leaving behind what is familiar. And often, you are leaving behind your confidence as well. As my children moved away... I had to navigate a new relationship with them and how they needed me as a mom. I was good at being a mom for busy boys by making sure uniforms were clean, homework was done, dinners were prepared, and that they attended games, practices, and every activity in between. I was confident that I could do this, even if it meant juggling schedules, organizing chaos, staying up late, or eating dinner in the parking lot before practice. But once they left the nest, they needed me in different ways. They were transitioning into a new phase of life. They were taking care of themselves and being more independent. I was transitioning into giving them space and allowing them to be independent and make their own decisions. Now, I am not going to lie to you and tell you that this was an easy transition. They would probably all three agree that there were times, 
and probably still are, that I become a classic helicopter mom. I didn't immediately step out of the helicopter. It took practice and being intentional, but I made progress over time as I transitioned into a new phase of being a mom, of being an empty nester. So regardless of your age or prior knowledge, encountering something new can be intimidating and scary. When you focus on progress, you are able to slowly move forward. Instead of looking at long-term goals or outcomes, focus instead on small benchmarks or steps to prevent feelings of overwhelm. I want you to imagine that you're at the bottom of a tall staircase. The top of the staircase might seem so far away and impossible to reach. However, focusing on the stair directly in front of you makes each step of the way easier to reach. It seems doable and possible. Before you know it, that step-by-step progress will help you move into this transition. It will help you move through it. The third way to gracefully transition is to be open to growth. Transitions always lead to some sort of self-growth. Learning how to navigate the relationship with my adult children has pushed me out of my comfort zone. I've had to adjust my expectations for them, but also for myself. I've had to look within to see what kind of mom I want to be in this transition. I've read articles, books, and learned about becoming an empty nester so that I can grow into the type of mom that they need. My children are another reason I lie awake at night with my brain running wild. I don't know about you, but it seems like in the middle of the night, all I think about are the things that could go wrong and how I need to control or protect them. I've had to learn how to take those thoughts captive and redirect them. I've learned that worry doesn't help the situation. From learning how to be a mom to three grown boys, to learning a new job or career, to mastering a new hobby, or moving to a new city or neighborhood, to letting children leave the nest, or waking up each day without a loved one, transitions challenge you to move out of your comfort zone to a place that is unfamiliar, uncertain, and unknown. Self-growth happens in your personal life but it also impacts your spiritual life. There are many times in your life that you move forward during these times of transition because God is carrying you. When you look back at that period, you don't remember taking the steps. And as you look back, there's only one set of footprints because God carried you through it. Then there are those times that you move forward with excitement and anticipation. Either way, when you look back, each transition provided lots of life lessons that pushed you to grow into a new person. Just like with Saul, Joseph, and the disciples, each transition they encountered led them closer to God. But it also opened the door for them to serve God in great ways as they began to take care of others. Each time you transition into a new phase of life, you have opportunities to serve God. Each phase may look different, and God may be calling you for a different purpose in each phase. But 
It doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, and it doesn't mean that you'll always get it right. But when you move forward with grace, you are an example not only to yourself, but to others around you of what's possible. Now, if you are in the midst of a transition or see one on your horizon, go to my website for a free mentoring session Well, I will help you embrace the transition. I'll help you open up to the self-growth. I'll help you gain a sense of peace and create a plan to move you in the direction you desire. So go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com and look for the blue bar at the top and sign up for your mentoring session. All right, friends, let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you for the transitions that you have carried us through, for the times that you have given us strength courage, and purpose as we walk through the different phases of life. We ask that you equip us for what's to come and let us be the light of your love in the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.